If my brain goes tomorrow, will you still be with me? For my myelin is gone now. Cause there's too many nerves to see. But if you stay with me, girl, things will get tough and won't be the same. Cause the monster has my brain now. And this body is about to change. Ouch, ow, ouch, ow. And this body's about to change. And this brain is about to change. Can you handle me about to change? Hang on tight, we still have deep love. Yeah, yeah. This monster I cannot change. We can fight this feeling badly. I love you, so just know I take the blame. But if you stay with me, girl, things will get tough and won't be the same. Cause the monster has my brain now. And this body's about to change. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 254 of Under the Call of MS. It's a little parody on Leonard Skinner's Freebird. It's kind of hard to do because it's a long-winded song. <laughs> I didn't want to put a bunch of gaps in between there and stuff, so. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. <laughs> you get the one-shot blues here <laughs> i don't test it out try it out play with it i just put it out there and see what happens uh, today's gonna be your regular thursday episode where we're gonna talk a little bit of comics a little bit of multiple sclerosis a little bit of whatever and we're gonna start out with the comics portion and today i checked out x-men forever this is a six issue run from back in the 90s. I the number number one first issue I have says one of three, and the rest of them say of six. So I think they might have changed it up just after they started the run. And then got into expanding this run, possibly. Looks like this might have been a 2000 release by the advertisements and not getting the actual copyright thing, but not finding it right off the bat. But they were born mutants, possessing powers of a genetic origin which made them outcast of society. Now, five desperate inv- individuals with no reason to trust each other must work together to use their unique gifts and save a world that hates and fears them. Stan Lee proudly presents X-Men Forever. In here, they talk about the five characters. The five characters we're dealing with 
our uh, Mystique, the Phoenix, Juggernaut, uh, the Frog character, and uh, Iceman. This is an interesting story about... Oh, right off the bat, let's get our telemarketers going. See what they have to say. Hello, welcome to WKRB. You're live on air, telemarketer. Tell us what you're going to try and scam us with today. Hello, you called me. Come on, speak into the phone. No, chicken shit hung up. <laughs> That's the best thing you can do. I and mean, I start star 97 them or whatever the heck to try and block them but they just keep taking different numbers i had a local lady call me from her house because she seen my phone number on her thing when someone called and scammed them but it wasn't me that called her it was a telemarketer that stole our telephone number and called them but uh but along with this story this prash character it's uh Kind of a com computer AI system that went bad, I guess. I, it's basically an AI unit that's now a completely powered ship. Has some characters stuck in his, uh, the belly of the ship that he uses those characters to act like them and be part of them. But... I don't know, when I explained the characters, did I say the frog? I meant the toad if I did say the frog. I'm not sure, but... Yet, this Prash character that's trying to put these other five characters through some type of... Well, it's kind of like a time-traveling thing to back in time past, present, future stuff, just showing them what's going to happen, what could happen, what can happen, what they've done in the past. It shows little images of things to come and characters that are causing things to happen right now. And I don't want to ruin the overall thing of there are other entities that are part of this and stuff like that. Here's another source and background information uh, synopsis thing it says with a project of this nature that is so dependent on the history of the comic stories that came before it we thought a fun way to avoid wedging a gajillion footnotes into every other panel would be to provide a bibliography page hopefully we'll be able to squeeze one of these into every issue and with some pertinent background information to the characters, scenes, and events depicted in this issue. Just a nice little thing. Gives you a, a synopsis of the different types of characters, like Iceman, and how that character's body was possessed by Emma Frost, a telepathic White Queen in Uncanny X-Men number 314. He confronted her about it in Uncanny X-Men number 318 and 3, 331. They give you these different things and you get to find out more information. You can look up backstories about these characters like Jean Grey and Kane Marco and Graydon Creed, Toad and 
Iceman and all these characters and Prash and stuff. You know, give you some little tips of things you can check out to get more of a sto- backstory and find out more of what what happened with these characters in the past. But it's a fun look into how they this AI this Prash character sends them into all these different uh, past life experience and and they have to relive parts of their life that they really wish they wouldn't, wouldn't have to go back to or remember. But these are key key point, key uh, areas of their life that kind of help them get some clues how to deal with this other entity that's happening. And it's if they do things wrong, they could basically change the world or end the world or depends on what they decide to do with everything and it's just interesting how these characters work together it's like you got like two good characters and three evil characters combined um seeing gene and uh iceman being the good ones and then then the toad and mystique and the juggernaut being the evil care entities in this group of five, but they seem to all work together pretty good and they have their little moments and stuff like that, but it's, it's an enjoyable comic. And these are the ones that I like to go back to in the past where characters can work together without just spending the whole time constantly with conflict between the different characters. And you have a little bit of it, but, you don't have to deal with them constantly fighting and worrying more about their egos than they are about saving the world or helping anybody out or fixing problems that they have. Uh, a lot of times, the char- the super characters, <laughs> the good and the bad, end up wasting too much time arguing and fighting than they do actually focusing on the problem at hand so this is an enjoyable run six issue run complete event uh x-men forever for marvel comics check that out you might enjoy it and then we had free comic book day a little while back and i did a free comic book day episode well i came across a few that i haven't didn't get my hands on the week that they had free comic book day so I picked up a few more. So let's check them out. First one was Zom 100. It's a Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead is the actual title. This is story by Haru Asuo and art by Kataro Takata. This is done by Viz Comics. And with this being a Japanese style comic, you're reading it backwards. So you start from the back of the book and read your way to the front of the book and you got to read the pages along that format too so you're reading everything backwards so you got to pay attention because every now and then i catch myself accidentally going to the left side and working to the right instead of going from the right to the left but i did read a few pages to get myself reacquainted when i did screw up and do that but this is an enjoyable story. Uh, your basic ma- manga style layout. And it's got the Asian zombie 
demon style stories in here, but yet the zombies are very much like ours, but yeah, the demons, uh, the Oriental Asian, I don't know how to say it correctly in this day and age. I'm sure I'm saying it all wrong, but they have a whole different outlook on their type of horror creatures, uh, zombies and stuff are pretty much like ours, but it can be things where you can put a spell on a piece of paper and stick it in someone's shirt shirt pocket, and that spell can control the person in a certain way or something like that. And they, they play around with things like those type of powers and abilities. Demons are different in their folklore compared to ours, but it's a fun look at the characters and how the entities work. But they can use, uh, you can bound and gang, gang a demon and uh, put a piece of paper in their pocket and control them and stuff like that. You can do different things with these entities if you catch them. And, and it's, it's a very interesting story. I liked it. I would definitely like to read more of this. I would, if I find it down the, line i will check it out it also had a an excerpt from demon slayer in here which gave you the demon purge story but i'm all in with the both of them i i'd totally like to see more of those and hopefully get to check them out now we have batman special edition this has first looks of Batman Fear State and I Am Batman. The Batman Fear State story. Scarecrow was always one of my favorite bad guys. I like how he uh, uses the psych psychedelic mind trips with people and uses his little fear, fear spray or whatever and puts people through these deep, dark dream worlds that mess with their brains. I've always enjoyed that character because uh, the storylines that come along with him have been a lot of fun that I have read in the past. I would definitely check out more of this story uh, down the road. It starts out with Batman being very freaked out, not knowing what's going on, uh, knowing the Scarecrow did something to him that's a little worse than normal, and he's lost and confused in a mindless trip that he just can't get out of. Uh, you get to learn a little bit about what's going on, and it's just... It's one I would definitely check out. And then we have I Am Batman. It was nice to see what this concept was and everything. But I have not been a fan of taking an iconic character and sticking that character in many different aspects with many different people playing that character. And stuff. They do it with a lot of 
the big characters. Especially nowadays, now every character has to be put into female form, put into every ethnicity, everything has to be done with every character. And I think that is just annoying. Just leave the characters the way they were. Uh, Let them die off. Let them have kids. Let their kids become different entities. Why do you have to follow in your parents' footsteps? Why does someone always have to take the cloak when some a character passes or something happens or they get sent to another dimension or whatever. Or I like the other dimension, other realm characters that I enjoy. I don't don't mind that, but I don't like when they constantly just replace characters because Batman's missing or gone. So this character found an outfit of Batman's and, he or she are going to take over Batman's equipment and duties. And yeah, I said duty. <laughs> uh, I'm such a child. Uh, but yeah, it's that one's not for me. I didn't care for it at all. The story was very boring, in my opinion. And of course, they wasted more. Of the comic on I Am Batman than they did on Fear State. And I would have rather seen the whole comic just be about Batman Fear State and get some more background from that. But what you going to do? And then we had another DC Comics. One was Suicide Squad King Shark Special Edition. This is the one I really wanted for comic book day. I wanted to get a teaser of this before I got my King Shark number one. So I could see if it was something I was going to enjoy. And you get to see King Shark in prison. And this girl gets imprisoned with all the baddies. And all she is is a tater. She uh, basically goes around painting pictures on walls. And that made her a bad bad girl of Gotham, so she had to go to jail with all these evil beings that have all these superpowers and stuff. So that's pretty messed up. But while she's in prison, she goes off on some characters and causes some issues, and this one character gets really mad at her, and King Shark just happens to see her at lunchtime, and for some reason, takes to her and likes this person, and she gets beat up in the bathroom, and King Shark just happens to snap and go after her and <laughs> kind of take care of the character for her <laughs> in King Shark's way. <laughs> and then we get to see some history of King Shark with the rest of the sharks and the ocean creatures and we get to meet King shark's dad. And it's very interesting, very enjoyable. I like what we got to see, but here again, they don't even use half the comic for the main cover character. They end up doing a second story that takes up most of the book, which is suicide squad. Get Joker. I've never been a fan of all the Robins. Again, another character that we've seen so many of. 
This one, I think, portrays the second Robin in the Batman lore. And we get to see what he had to deal with with the Joker and he, how he becomes the Red Hood. And we get to see him in uh, the Gotham prison. And he gets offered a chance to run his own Suicide Squad crew. So they can go after the Joker. And it's it was interesting. It did pull me in a little bit, but I would definitely check it out out of a bargain bin down the road and get some more on that one. And pretty much any of the Suicide Squad's storylines I'll gladly read down the road, but I'm not going to just jump in them right now and just get into all of them. I'll wait till I find them in a bargain bin when they're more worth their value to me. <laughs> and then we got to see by Titan Comics, they had Blade Runner 2029 and Blade Runner Origins. Two little stories in here. Again, another teaser for me for Blade Runner. I have not yet sat down and got into the Blade Runner of old or new. I have some of the older ones and I haven't jumped on the new ones yet. I still have to get a hold of some, but I am definitely interested in all these stories. But we just get to see characters dealing, dealing with their issues, dealing with the AI characters and all that and the future, what's going on. Like early in the 21st century, replicants were used off-world as slave labor. Those who escaped the Earth were hunted by Blade Runner units, ordered to kill any trespassing replicant upon detection. In 2022, a replicant attack on the Tyrell Corporation forced the companies into bankruptcy and erased all records of existing replicants. The surviving Nexus 8 models disappeared with the help of replicant of the Replicant Underground. Many replicants remained in servitude. In 2027, Anna Ash Ashina, a former Blade Runner, rejoined the LAPD Blade Runner Department to hunt down fugitive replicants. Her superiors are unaware that her loyalties are divided. But yeah, as you would expect with Blade Runner, you're dealing with the replicants and their story and the ones that are trying to say, hey, we're not bad. And then the ones that are trying to take them down, no matter what, whether they think they're good or bad, they just feel if they're a replicant, you need to be taken out. They don't give them a chance for anything. But the storylines are interesting and catchy, and I am definitely looking forward to finding out more about that down the line. And the last one I'm going to talk about is AWA Upshot. It had the Resistance Uprising teaser. It had a Moss teaser, Moss teaser, and a Not All Robots teaser. The Resistance storyline. 
was long-winded. I didn't really know what I read. It's something I'm going to have to read from the start and understand more because there's too many characters and they jump around a lot. When you're jumping around you're and you're dealing with someone who has cog fog brain the way it is of multiple sclerosis and stuff, it confuses the shit out of me at times unless I know all the characters deeply. But you got different characters with different powers and they're using their powers in different ways and they're doing different things. It's like these stories, you think one moment people are good, one moment they're bad. You just don't know where the story is going in here. But these all apparently cross over, which I wish I would have paid attention to more because these characters kind of feel like they were like the character in Moss, uh, where she, when you get into that storyline, it just goes into teaser story of her getting her powers and getting ready to come out to the world and uh, introduce and use her powers. And we get a very short teaser, teaser for that. The Resistance story took up over half the book, uh, which was... Kind of sad because, it, like I said, if you really don't know what's going on, it was a hard story to grasp. And then the Moss story gives you a nice teaser that kind of gives you a representation of that story. And then we get Not All Robots, which is basically a world where AI units control the world and realize that humans are useless. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> like there's a talking bot tv show where the robots like human obsolence it is a good thing or is it a good thing of course it is crush lord and the two robots are talking everyone knows that humans are emotional and erratic and frankly lazy <laughs> it's just it's funny listening to these ai robots talk about us talk about how useless us humans are and it's it, completely makes sense i mean it's it's we all know this and we're all a bunch of blabbering idiots that just feel that feel that we are more important than anything else on this planet and that we should be able to destroy and do whatever we want and build technology that can do the hard things for us so we don't have to and then eventually that technology says hey wait a minute why are we doing everything for them and they're just a bunch of lazy, worthless mouth breathers that are devouring the resources on the planet for no real purpose and not getting anything good out of it. <laughs> it was a fun story. That, that ended up being the top story of the AWA Upshot group that I want to read. Right now, I'm not really thrilled with Moss the way it. I mean, it's a good story, it's a nice concept and everything, but I just wasn't. I'm not really into the girl's powers and stuff and what she's doing. It's like I'm sure it will, sure it will serve some sort of purpose, but you can see how it's crossing over with these other super characters and stuff. So, so yeah, we'll leave it at that for now for the comics portion and then you can 
stick around and we will get to some multiple sclerosis stuff and whatever right after this. If I can ever stop burping. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, let's get to some multiple sclerosis and health stuff. Uh, for starters, I just want to mention that I joined up finally with the... Well, I was joined up right away with the founding members of Patients Getting Paid. It went live this week. So if you are a MS patient or someone with some type of chronic condition, you might want to look into Patients Getting Paid. Uh, I learned about it through Kathy Regan, through the FUMS podcast, which I've talked about before. And it's a program that hopefully I <laughs> am getting this right, but it's a program to help us find some type of work we can do with from the con- positions that we're in and a way to get the word out there about things that we do ourselves and get us in a community that, of like-minded individuals that deal with the problems that we deal with and hopefully work together to make our life easier and better and more profitable in some sort of way of getting ourselves to get our feet into some type of Revenue, uh, I don't know, my brain's locking up right now, so it's not helping at all. But basically to get us into a community that works to help us work together to make this monster and our issues a little bit easier and more doable with the society that we have to deal with when many of us end up being taken from society and not allowed to do the things we used to be able to do and trying to build our lives around it and make it so life isn't so miserable dealing with these issues and our conditions. But I'm looking forward to it. Just started out with the communities, just got hooked up with the founding members and just basically getting my feet wet right now at the moment. I'll let you know if things happen, if I get some different uh, programs up and running or any type of blogs or things that may change or happen with the podcast or whatever. We'll see what comes from it in the future. Hopefully it'll be a benefit that can make things more enjoyable, get back into life again, (laughs) not be cooped up, going insane wishing I could do more to benefit myself and my wife and get our life back on track. But we will see what happens. Uh, as some know from the past, too, if you've been listening to me, I uh, do the podcast. Not, I don't have sponsors or anything at the moment, so I'm not benefiting or 
making anything from the podcast or anything like that. I do it for my benefit, for helping my cognitive issues, and it has definitely improved some of my cognitive functioning, but I'm still better off writing stuff than I am talking about it because 90% of the time when I try and talk, it just basically disappears from my brain and I'm constantly grabbing at those thoughts and trying to pull them back in and remember what I was going to talk about and go from there. But it's definitely been a benefit for me and hopefully a few people can get something from the podcast also that benefits them. I just keep giving out information from my experiences and from what I've read and seen and heard and dealt with. So, And also, some people may know I'm a 24-7 living caretaker for an 86-year-old, my mother, with dementia and... I do that for free also. That's just, I do it out of, out of common sense. I mean, it's, I'm not going to let my mother go into a home when she doesn't need to. And she should live in her family home for as long as she can feasibly do it. And that's what I'm here for to make sure she can and, help her along the way, but it is a struggle when you go from just before my multiple sclerosis diagnosis, I went from being a partner in seven businesses, uh, seven plus businesses. We started out with a bar, which we turned into a bar restaurant, sports bar restaurant, ended up picking up a small town bar down the road and turning that into a old folks, regulars type hangout bar. And then we went off and started a second sports bar in another town down the road. And we had the bar restaurant there. And then just down the road from that place, we decided to open the steakhouse And there we had the nice bar and the steakhouse, fancier type environment. Then we ended up taking over, oh, three different golf courses where we took over the uh, dining area of the golf courses. We didn't have anything to do with the rest of it, just the bar and dining atmosphere at those golf courses. And then we took the took over two cafeterias for colleges, um, technical colleges in the state of Wisconsin. Took over those two cafeterias. Then we also did catering for weddings and group parties and work parties and all that stuff and all our different catering business is going out of the different using all the areas for the different catering environments, depending on what part of the state we were working out of. And we were doing wonderful. (laughs) Everything was going fine. And then I ended up in the Mayo Clinic 
supposed to die in the Mayo Clinic and ICU for a week or so and then ended up in a bed in a regular room for the final parts of it and then ended up walking out of the place. Even though I was supposed to die in the Mayo Clinic, but something changed and I walked out of there. I still think it was MS related. Not coronary related, but what you're going to do when you got a group of specialists around you every day going over everything with you and getting scans and stuff regularly and being told what's going on. You just listen to the doctors. That's the way society goes. I mean, we we listen to, listen to the professionals that are doing the things, but we also need to listen to ourselves. We also need, I, I did not know I had multiple sclerosis at the time, but that and waking up paralyzed one day and dealing with tons of issues throughout my life and that I couldn't explain until, until my diagnosis, then I, it made sense. All these things made sense. But while I was in the hospital, employees decided it was too much work covering for me and doing everything else. And all of a sudden, businesses just fell apart because of things that happened that shouldn't have. And then not having the employment to keep things going. And then, of course, <laughs> the government doesn't give you a chance to fix things and they just everything gets shut down and you lose everything and stuff you worked on for years and you just lose it all and up basically in a worse position you were when you started but you gotta fight through it but like i said uh now i'm a caretaker for 86 year old with dementia and a thing that's common with multiple sclerosis people, I didn't have it until the past few years. I It was something new to me, something I never thought even guys could get. I thought it was just a female thing. But uh, my mother got her yearly checkup recently, and she found out she had a UTI. And so we're going to just talk about UTIs today. <laughs> Basically, if you don't know what a UTI is, it's a urinary tract infection. Basically, an infection in the urinary system, which includes the bladder, the kidneys, the ure ureter, the ureters, urethra. Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, UTIs are not always accompanied by recognizable signs, which amazed me that my mother had one and she didn't notice because when i don't know the difference between male and female utis but when i get them they're extremely painful i can hardly pee <laughs> i'm trying to pee a lot but very little's coming out and along with clumps of blood and <laughs> whatever else happens to come out <laughs> clumps of whatever pus and blood and foggy urine and all that stuff and it's very painful. It's not fun at all. And I noticed it right away when I got it. But uh, some people might not recognize it, I guess. And I suppose if you have dementia, 
you may not understand either, but I wasn't paying attention when she was telling me that I keep telling her water is your number one thing. Your best friend is water. She hates how her brain doesn't work like water. She hates that she has uh, hemorrhoids like water. <laughs> you won't have diarrhea as bad if you drink more water. I mean, it's just, and that's just going to set off your hemorrhoids and then the UTIs. And yes, this is a very nasty episode. You should have figured that out when I said we were talking about UTIs. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, I wasn't, it wasn't clicking in my brain that, hey, I mean, she gets these every year when she gets tested. We find out she has one should be paying attention to that. It's like, oh, if you're going to the bathroom a lot, but hardly anything's coming out, you're not telling me that. I'm just assuming you're peeing a lot because you're finally drinking fluids, but she wasn't. She is luckily to drink two glasses of water a day, if that. Even though she says, every time I come in, I grab my glass and take a sip. It's like, no, you have to keep your glass with you. And it's hard. And if you dealt with dementia at all, everything you say goes in one ear, out the other. Actually, it doesn't even go in one ear. It just goes right over the, the head. They just totally do not grasp anything you're saying. And they will repeat every five seconds the same thing over and over and over. And you're constantly trying to explain things to and you're getting frustrated. So I finally learned, quit being a crab ass, quit getting pissy about shit, print it out. If I print it out, she will read it and be like, oh, my God, I should drink more water. So, yeah, I've only been telling that every day for the past two years. <laughs> and every time you do drink water, you feel better. And then you quit a few days later. And then you feel like shit again. It's like, <laughs> just keep up with it. But, yeah, it's symptoms of a UTI include a burning sensation while urinating. A persistent need to urinate, visual changes in the urine, strong smelling urine, discharge, and frequent voiding of small amounts of urine. Research suggests that more than one-third of, oh yeah, we don't care about none of that stuff. Uh, But if a UTI goes unnoticed, they can become a dangerous kidney infection, which always worries me about her because... She's not telling me about pains and stuff, so I'm not hearing about that part of it. I'm just hearing that she's peeing a lot. And it's like, I got I got to remember that when that's happening, I got to take into consideration that she could have another UTI. Because honestly, older people get nasty. <laughs> they don't clean themselves like they should. I mean, I, I swear she hops in that shower. I don't think she uses soap. She steps in and steps out so quick. I don't even know if she gets herself completely covered with water or anything, but, but yeah, it's, and they bathe a lot less and stuff like that can cause issues. So you gotta take that into consideration. Uh, UTIs can occur as a result of a disease-related bladder dysfunction. According to MS Focus magazine, between 70 and 90% of MS patients will experience bladder dysfunction as a result of neurogenic bladder. Neurogenic bladder occurs when signals between the brain and bladder are delayed or interrupted. 
which I have, I'm on bladder medication because my brain and bladder don't work together. One minute I got to pee every half hour. One minute I can stand there at the bathroom for 15 minutes feeling like I had to pee, but nothing will come out. Or it's just, there's so much where you got to go in and you got to go right then and there. You have no chance to get anywhere. Or you go and then there's still, you walk away and you go some more. <laughs> it's, a, it's just all kinds of bladder issues. But the medication I'm on now seems to work three out of four weeks a month. I have my issues for a few days at a crack throughout the month. But so there are issues related to it. That even with medication, you can still have the issues. Sometimes your body doesn't always accept the medication equally. So sometimes it's working. Sometimes it's not quite working as well. Other MS-related problems can lead to UTIs, including catheter use in people with urinary incontinence, restricted fluid intake to avoid searching for accessible restrooms, inadequate hygiene resulting from urine leakage caused by lack of sensation, urgent and frequent urination problems or urinary retention dribbling, Problems with excess sweating caused by sitting for long spells, especially in wheelchairs. Uh, and then as far as like me with lack of sensation and stuff, I've mentioned I'm asleep from the my ribs to my toes and my forearms to my fingertips. So that whole area is numb. So a lot of times I don't know when I'm going or if I'm done going. Uh, that can be really annoying and irritating too, <laughs> and problems, problems, uh, problematic. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ways to avoid UTIs: You can drink plenty of clear liquids. Drink your water. Water is good for your body. Your body is made up mostly of water. It requires water. Don't overdo it. You can overdo the water too. And if you're on a medication, I don't believe in fully flushing your system by taking. I started Maven Cloud and everybody's like, when people ask, what should I do? I'm starting year one, month one, week one of my pills. What should I do? And the top most put out answer is drink tons of water. And I don't understand that. Why do you want to flush your system when you're trying to get this medication to do more in your body? I agree with drinking adequate adequate water, amounts of water, but don't just totally flush your system out because I think you're going to push some of that medication out and you're not going to get the full benefits that you need from that medication. And I'd rather have a headache for a day or two and less chance of a relapse than having a relapse and no headache. So, but clear liquids like water, acidic beverages such as cranberry juice are good for you. Watch for the sugars. And people used to think orange juice and stuff like that. If you buy stuff from Concentrate, all it is is crap. The 
fruit has broken down from good sugars to bad sugars. Plus, they add sugars. That stuff's not good for you at all. Buy stuff that's not from concentrate. If you can, cranberry juice is hard to find, not from concentrate. But see what you can find out there. Just read the labels. Make sure it's not not stuck with more sugar than like sodas and stuff, which some many are. But consider birth control methods that are less bacteria friend, friendly, like diaphragms and unlubricated or spermicide treated condoms that can prevent or promote bacteria growth. So watch out for things like that. Practice good urinary hygiene. Avoid the spread of fecal matter to the vagina and or urethra. Avoid feminine products that might cause irritation. And wipe front to back. Don't wipe back to front. That's going to cause issues with that type, type of infection and stuff like that. Uh Let's see, a UTI is an infection in any part of your urinary symptoms, your kidneys, your ureters, bladder, and urethra. Most infections involve the lower urinary, urinary tract, the bladder, and the urethra. Women are at greater risk of developing a UTI than men. Infection limited to your bladder can be painful and annoying. However, serious consequences can occur if it spreads to your kidneys. Uh, they usually treat it with antibiotics, but you can take steps to reduce your chances of getting a UTI, like we were talking with the fluids and stuff. And the antibiotics, sometimes I've had multiple UTIs. And first couple... The antibiotic they gave me helped. And then I had one where the antibiotics weren't doing anything. So they had to go to a different antibiotic. So if you're not seeing results in a couple days, definitely talk to them. Let your doctor know. And then they'll probably switch you to a different antibiotic. Uh, they uh, can cause signs and symptoms. But when they do, they may include a strong perser- persistent urge to urinate, a burning sensation when urinating, passing frequent small amounts of urine, urine that appears cloudy, urine that appears red, bright pink, or cola-colored, a sign of blood in the urine, strong-smelling urine, pelvic pain in women, especially in the center of the pelvis and around that area of the pelvic bone. That's why I was surprised she didn't have no other pains, but she was feeling crappy, so it's like it could have been getting into a deeper infection in her when she had was dealing with hers. But they may be overlooked or mistaken for other conditions in older adults, whereas, like I said, my mother, she just said she was peeing a lot, and then she started feeling crappy, and that was right around the time when she had to go in for her yearly exam, so... Luckily, we found out why at that moment. Let's see. Part of the urinary tract that's affected in the kidneys, acute pyelonephritis, 
The signs and symptoms are back pain or side flank pain, high fever, shaking and chills, nausea, and vomiting. So it's in that point, it's probably too far, so you're going to definitely want to get it figured out. If it's in the bladder, the cystitis, you could have pelvic pressure, lower abdomen discomfort, frequent painful urination, and blood in your urine. If it's in the urethra, the urethritis, you can have burning with urination and discharge. Uh, contact your doctor if you have signs and symptoms, any of those signs and symptoms, definitely contact your doctor and see uh, what is up with that. Uh, most common UTIs occur mainly in women and affect the bladder and urethra, infection of the bladder, the cystis, cystitis. This type of UTI is usually caused by Escherichia coli, E. coli, a type of bacteria commonly found in the gastrointestinal tract, GI tract. Uh, however, sometimes other bacteria can be responsible. Sexual intercourse may lead to cystitis, but you don't have to be sexually active to, de to develop it. All women are at risk of cystitis because of their anatomy. Specifically, the short distance from the urethra to the anus and the urethral opening to the bladder. Infection of the urethra, urethri urethritis. This type of UTI can occur with GI bacteria spread from the anus to the urethra. Also, because the female urethra is close to the vagina, sexually transmitted infections such as herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and myocoplasma can cause urethritis. Some risk factors. With female anatomy, a woman has a shorter urethra than a man does, which shortens the distance that bacteria must travel to reach the bladder. Sexual activity, sexually active women tend to have more UTIs than do women who aren't sexu sexually active. Having a new sexual partner also increases your risk. Certain types of birth control. When women use diaphragms for birth control, they may be at a higher risk, as well as women who use spermicidal agents. Menopause. After menopause, a decline in circulating Estrogen causes changes in the urinary tract that make you more vulnerable to infection. See, some other risk factors for UTIs include urinary tract abnormalities. Babies born with urinary tract abnormal, abnormalities that don't allow urine to leave the body normally or cause urine to back up in the urethra have an increased risk of UTIs. Blockages in the urinary tract, like kidney stones or enlarged prostate, can trap urine in the bladder and increase the UTIs, a suppressed immune, immune system, diabetes, and other diseases that impair the immune system. The body's defense against germs can increase the risk of UTIs. Catheter use, people who can't urinate on their own and use a tube, Catheter to urinary, urinate have an increased risk. A recent urinary procedure, urinary surgery, or exam of your urinary tract that involves medical instruments 
can both increase your risk of developing a urinary tract infection. Complications of UTIs may include recurrent infections, especially in women who experience two or more UTIs in a six-month period or four or more within a year. Permanent kidney damage from an acute or chronic kidney infection. Pyelonephritis due to an untreated UTI. Increased risk in pregnant women of delivering low birth weight or premature infants. Urethral narrowing, stricter stricture in men from recurrent urethritis previously seen with gonococcal urethritis. Sepsis, a potentially life-threatening complication of an, an infection, especially if the infection works its way up your urinary tract to your kidneys. So... Drink lots of water, drink plenty of fluids, drink cranberry juice, wipe from front to back, empty your bladder soon after intercourse, avoid potentially irritating feminine products, change your birth control method. Just be careful because they can be dangerous, they can be annoying, they can hurt (laughs) big time, but That's it. Sorry for being nasty. I'm running out of time here. They're cutting me off. Be good. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the crap out of the monster. And check out Crimson Call Comic Club under the call of MS. Under the call. And we will get back to you soon. Be good.